Welcome to Saints Unveiled. We are your hosts, Maurice and Carlton. And we've created this podcast more or less to talk about the culture of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, to bring forth questions and thoughts that perhaps both members and non-members have, and to be able to explore topics that you maybe may have had questions about. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to talk about today is, this one will probably have a little bit of, oh, I don't want that. I use music software, so there's a click track. I don't want to listen to <laughs> click track while I'm recording. Um, we're going to talk about judgment, which is very broad, but we're going to kind of get into some follow-up episodes in regards to... Um, music and movies and media in general probably and separate those video games video games <laughs> um <laughs> but kind of to give a, a premise of this idea we were i said i probably should have recorded already because we're going to just repeat our conversation but maybe i'll be a little more concise with our little beginning segment here um I was given, I had a, a professor who would, at the beginning of all our classes, kind of give us, a, he would always, it was always religious, I, go, I go to a religious school, but he kind of made it more a moral line question, because that's where, especially members of the church, we always, we draw everything we believe in with morals all the time, which is, which is fair, because a lot of them are. But for this particular thing, he brought up this idea, especially here in Idaho, there are a lot of farmers who their client, because they, they grow wheat and barley, their clients are those who produce beer. And in case you don't know, we don't drink beer in our church. <laughs> and we, you will, we will get into later topics and discussions on that idea. But he, he would, ask the, he would have, have us vote in kind of our opinion. He says, do you think that these members of the church are wrong for selling to these dist- distributors of beer because of our opinion of beer? And so some of the kids would, would raise their hand saying, yeah, they're wrong. They shouldn't, they shouldn't enable that production. Um, me and being all high and mighty and mature compared to the rest of them, I'd had similar discussions. So I, I may have had that opinion at one time, but then he asked if we don't think they're wrong. I think there's some other, like there was a little more like a neutral or something like that. But then the way he kind of explained this, is, which, which is how we'll kick off the episode um, on this idea of judgment, is that if you want to believe that they're wrong, if you, if you believe for you personally, that you, if you are a farmer and you sell barley that if you think it's wrong to sell to beer manufacturers, that's your prerogative. If you are a member of the church and you produce barley or wheat and you decide to sell to beer manufacturers, that's your prerogative. But once you start judging someone for their decision, that's where you now are in the wrong. So that's kind of the, the premise of what we will be talking about in regards to judgment and kind of this series of, and so probably it will be a theme that in understanding our culture and breaking down why judgment happens or why those who are outside our faith experience judgment, hopefully we can kind of break down on where they may be wrong for their judgment, where their intents are coming from. Because you got to really try to understand where people are coming from with that line of thinking. So what is your kind of initial thoughts on this kind of idea of, judge, of, of judgment? Uh, for me, I think a lot of it comes down to um, a lack of understanding, right? <clears throat> so I think the case that you presented uh, it is rather complex. Yeah. Because it is specific it, to this area, but it can be yeah. applied to a myriad of ideas. But for me, when, when it comes to judging, it could come from prior experiences, it could come from hearsay, or it could just come from uh, maybe something... Um, Maybe not what you heard, but you know, maybe, maybe something that 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 you saw. So either prior uh, prior experience or something that's hearsay. And so with the with the sense of judging people, um, I think what they believe is the standard is somehow being breached, right? Like somebody's not living up to a particular standard that is expected of them. Therefore, you judge them for that because maybe you feel that they're not doing what 
either they they say that they were going to do or they're not living to the standard that they have set that they are living at. And for that particular example that you gave uh, with that with, with that group of farmers who have who are selling wheat or barley to beer companies, which we believe that we shouldn't be consuming beer. So with the enabling of them to allow this production of beer, it could almost seem like it's uh, contradictory to what it is that they believe. So, um, so they would judge them for that. For, for me, because I'm still not sure where I would lean on that fence because it's such a, like, I think you would have to break down several things to be able to get a quote unquote right answer. But, if you know somebody that's see, oh man, that's not no more. I think about it. No, those wheels are turning now, man. They're they're, they're clicking. But I think that is is tough to actually provide righteous judgment, right? It's man, I can't remember that scripture. I think it's DNC one twenty one forty three that talks about reproving people for righteous judgment. Because I think there is a time and a place to call somebody out on something that they are doing wrong. Um, but I don't know how that how how to apply that to the situation you started off with. But in terms of judging, I think that there should be at least a level of understanding of the person that you're judging. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know the full situation and you're judging them off a of partial information that you have then I think yeah you are in the wrong because you don't know that full situation that they're in and maybe what they're doing is what they feel is the best case scenario and they're trying and the most important thing that they're is that they're trying but um I think they still should be held accountable if it is something that is terrible that they're doing they're that that just because you may not fully understand the situation, and this is just kind of on the other end of the spectrum, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be held accountable for it, even if people don't know the entirety of what's going on. Yeah. So it's a, it's probably as gray as you can get. Yeah, and that's <laughs> well, at least to me, because I know some people believe that there aren't gray areas, but I think once you reach a certain point in whatever situation, that it does gray a little bit because now you have entered a situation where everything isn't as black as white, black and white anymore. I, I'm on the, the belief system that there is gray area because each person's experience is totally, totally different. Um, I don't know what these farmers, I don't, I don't know their relationship with, with God. That's, that's their personal experience. And so maybe they, maybe they have prayed about it and they feel okay with it. Maybe they, they do feel like they are in line with God still. In doing that, I don't know that, and that's why um, being cautious with judgment is very, very important. And being smart about where you decide to cast judgment, and then it kind of comes down to under, as you said, understanding some of the situation. I believe that's the only way in which you can actually even begin to start judgment, is if you actually have an understanding of that person. Because the problem with where judgment will oftentimes come from is. There is, it's not from a place of love. It's not from a place of understanding. It's, it's like I said, when we hear the word judgmental, it has negative connotations for right. a reason. Because whenever someone is judgmental in the way that it is kind of commonly used, it's usually you're looking down on them. You're thinking they're, they're a lesser of a person or even lesser than you as a person, which is obviously also a problem. Um, but this idea of casting judgment um, this is something I've, I've repeated a few times, but you, you have to, you have a, a circle of influence for a reason. A because we can only handle some like taking care of so many people. For real. But we, we do have to keep each other in line. We do have to help each other out. But it, um, that's why it was like especially kind of this is a, an interesting kind of jump of events. But a few years ago, there was a situation in which a little boy fell into a gorilla pit. Good old Harambe. <laughs> and uh, they ended up shooting the gorilla to, to save the boy. And what was interesting, I was working at the time, and I, I Tannen was just like a few months. Uh, he may have actually been a year old at the time. I don't remember. It's been a while. 
last five years, I, I like look at different things like that happened that long ago or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know. Um, but at the time, I was the only one who was a dad. Actually, the only one who was married even. And all of these, um, these coworkers, and I was able to kind of give my two cents in a way because I was friends with them as well. Um, and maybe I was being a little too judgmental, but they are all kind of talking about how an awful of a mother this woman was. The situation was, he's like three or four. I don't know if you know any three or four-year-olds, but they're fast. And she had another kid at the time. Like, you can turn around, and two seconds later, they're gone. We don't, we don't understand her relationship with the child. We don't know her parenting style. Um, but to, to cast judgment and talk about how she wasn't ready for parenthood or she shouldn't have been a, she shouldn't be a mom because she wasn't ready. Obviously, no one is ever ready for kids. You will never be ready for kids. <laughs> they're, the, they're these own, they're little tiny human beings with their own opinions and ideas. You can't control them. I mean, you can try to, but good luck. <laughs> you, you can, and that's where having that circle of influence and understanding where someone comes from is kind of the idea of like judging someone for their own, for their parenting style as well. Is that's a, that's a, you got to be careful with that line because right. just because you don't agree with how they're parenting, you don't know where they come from. You don't you don't know the whole home situation. You don't know what that child's going to be like down the road. I know I have a hard time with, with certain family members, and I've got plenty of family members. You can guess who they are if you hear this. <laughs> um, Here we go. But I know Michelle always has to point out, like, they're probably going to turn out fine, but, like, I I generally don't like kids anyways. I like my own kids This a lot, guy. But it <laughs> 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 takes a lot for me to like a kid. I have I have some room to improve, obviously. Um, but I, I know I've caught myself in positions of where a kid is behaving in a way that is contrary, and it's me probably just being annoyed by the kid more than anything. Um, but I don't understand this whole situation. I don't. I don't. I haven't taken the time to understand that parenting style. Um, so in that situation, I was very wrong to 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 cast this type of judgment of like, oh, this this kid behaves this way for this reason. But I don't know. I mean, people probably judge me for my parenting style. Yeah, I mean, it was like the the running back. Um, man, how long ago was this? Maybe five years ago. Adrian Peterson, when he played for the Vikings at the time, or maybe he just got moved to. Maybe he was at the Cardinals. I don't remember. Anyways, um, <laughs> he used an old tactic that I'm well aware of, where he took a switch off a tree in public. And beat his child on the legs with it, you know, whipped him across the legs and it drew blood. And that's where people went crazy, right? So, and of course, um, the social media, the undefeated king slash queen of memes started, you know, especially the black community was like all behind him. Like, we all been there. We all did something stupid as a kid and had to go pick our own switch out the tree and was getting whipped like Django and Chain, man. <laughs> but I think that, um, and, you know, a lot of people judged him for that parenting style. So a lot of us who've been through it supported him <laughs> because we know how it affected us mentally. Like, oh, okay, I did this and I got a thousand lashes on my leg. All right, that means not to do it again. Yeah. And then some people are like, physical abuse is not the way to uh, treat a child. You know, that's... And, you know, especially in this day and age where children are more protected by a litigious environment yeah. where, you know, if, if I walk in a gro <laughs> if I walk in a grocery store and still farm a kid, <laughs> that could be the end of my free life. <laughs> you know, it's it's that that's just where it's at, right? Like we are in a very litigious environment where seventy years ago that Maybe not set. Uh, I'd say about forty years ago, where if I did that to a kid, it may not have been that serious. Yeah. Then maybe the the parent probably would have beat me down, and then that would have been the end of it. But now, if I was to push a kid over, I better have Johnny Cochran in my back pocket yeah. ready to defend <laughs> me because that's that's the only way I'll be able to get out, get out of it. But, um. In terms of judging, I, I do think it takes a bit of perspective. Mm -hmm. I think it takes where people are coming from when they make those decisions. Um, and I think the moral compass is definitely in question with a lot of things. Because in the, in the sense of selling 
a, a, a person that's a part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints making wheat and barley and selling it to um, a beer manufacturer does seem like from the outside looking in, if you look at, if our doctrine was posted up on the, on the wall and you see all the different things that outlines the doctrine and you see the words of wisdom that we don't consume alcohol, yet we're providing ingredients to make an alcoholic beverage that would seem hypocritical, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know the answer to that. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I don't know if that's the right thing or not. But... I think at the end of the day, because I'm not going to judge them, because maybe they've been doing that for years, and that doesn't make it any more or less, or uh, any more or less right or wrong. But, uh, like I morally, I don't see that as something terrible. Just selling the the ingredients to, to uh, legally selling it uh, to to this company. Like I, I guess, and maybe I'm just more laid back in the approach. I don't see much of an issue with it, but I can see where someone can judge them for that. Yeah. Um, in that case, um, I don't know if they've ever spoken to said farmer and figure out like what it is that caused him to make this decision. Obviously, making money is a part of it, but you know, I, I don't know. In all honesty, I have no idea, but what I do know is that uh, that's the decision that they make. It's no, it. It would almost be like somebody who have, who is of our faith and started using marijuana. I know they know that that's not something that we do, especially for recreational use. Mm-hmm. That's something that they shouldn't be doing. But I won't cast them to the wolves yeah. <laughs> because that's something that they choose to do. Because uh, I will be in their support. Um, you know, if that if this is something. Maybe there was a traumatic experience that caused them to start using the drug, and me berating them about drug use won't make the situation any better. But what I do know is maybe they need that friend by their side, or maybe they need the um, therapeutic services of, uh, you know, just therapy to be able to get past whatever traumatic experience that they've had. They need the support system around them. Not somebody that's close to them berating them yeah. about whatever decision that they're making. And so, in terms of judging, because uh, I, I know that uh, to an extent, I do get judged for listening to hip hop. You know, when I, when I, I'm trying to paint the picture. So, the majority of people that I hang around with up here are white, you know, most are country, you know, very rural. Uh, centered people. So hip-hop is not widely accepted up here. You know, there's radio stations. There's enough up here to where hip-hop is played on like a pop station. Yeah. So you may hear somebody like Drake yeah. and then uh, Halsey and then, you know, whoever, g Easy or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's not widely popular around here. To yeah. where if I opened up my own DJ station, <laughs> you know, took over a frequency and started playing like underground hip hop, 90s boom bap hip hop, it wouldn't, not too many people would tune into it because that's not their lane, right? Yeah. But even with mainstream hip hop being in the state that it's in to where explicit lyrics are more acceptable, I can see where they don't find it as appealing and that's okay because I, I don't find the majority of it uh, appealing, but I still listen to certain hip hop, and um, I think that it comes down to that understanding of the culture that's around the music that's being made. Right? If you don't understand it or care to understand it, then obviously you won't understand the music, and it's a lot easier to judge because you are pretty much using the ignorance that you have to be the full force of your judgment and you know when it comes to when it comes to judging from that level of ignorance to where you don't care to know much about it as much as it gives you a feeling of it being bad and then therefore the person who listened to it is bad I think it's a bad form of logic when you don't have the appropriate 
uh, information to be able to make the right judgment call on judging somebody for listening to said music. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's, it's interesting because I wish people knew how. It's weird to say it like this, and maybe I'm wrong in how I'm kind of assessing it, but I wish people knew how to just say if they're not, a, if it's just not within their taste. Um, that they can't cast aside to, like they just may not be a fan of hip hop and that's okay yeah I ain't got nothing to guess it but where where the conversation always gets weird for me is where they suddenly think that people who listen to it or even make it are deplorables right. <laughs> that's an extreme word for it but it's a <laughs> word I like to use but that's always kind of just a goodness technology Use the phone to record some of this, and I thought I put it on Do Not Disturb. iPhone, <laughs> do not disturb me. And now I get a text message. What is this madness? <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyways, what was, what was I talking about? Dang. That was a little more On people. Oh, using. yeah. Um, we're, I mean, we've, we've had a similar conversation, and I won't give too much context of who this person was, but I was listening to... I'll say what the album was. I was listening to Into the Spider-Verse, which, if anyone are familiar with, it's a kid's show. Like it, it's a, I mean, it's a little more mer- mature kid's show, but it's still a kid's show. All the music is very kid-friendly, lyrically. But because this was hip-hop music, I was judged for listening to said soundtrack. I was listening to it with my four-year-old child. Keep that in mind as well. But And then that's where, that's where the... A conversation of judgment gets interesting is because I've been judged, I'm now judging that person. Therefore, <laughs> I am now in the wrong. It's a vicious cycle. Um, which is why I try to kind of step back with this person's point of view and understand where they're coming from, where they're just having a hard time separating with where they did not grow up with that at all. They grew up in an era of big band and jazz music and country music. Like, that's what they listen to, which is a totally different world aside from hip-hop. And but people need to learn to, A, I think they should give it a chance just so they can understand where someone's coming from. I don't say you have to become a fan of hip-hop. I'm an example of it. I did not listen to hip-hop in high school at all. I mean, I grew up with country music around me a lot. I used to like country music. I don't now. Um, but I'm very much ingrained with being someone who listens to a lot of rock music because I'm, I came up playing guitar since I was 14 years old at a very formative time in my age where the first access to, to learn how to play guitar was bands like Green Day and Blink-22. That is the foundation of a lot of the music I listened to. And so there wasn't a lot of crossover at the time. I mean, I my brother listens to some Eminem, and so I was introduced to some hip-hop where I was able to, for me and my taste at the time, able to listen to it. But it, I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, it's still like not my number one um, genre, but it's definitely moved up a lot over the years. And there's so much that can be, especially someone who's a musician, I think that's probably where mine has come from. I don't have this, I don't have the same cultural um, experience that you have, uh, with, especially with simply where I grew up. It just wasn't really <laughs> a part of the culture. Indeed. But as we're like kind of not jumping too far from this judgment conversation of there's just a lack of empathy and that's why, I mean, one of the greatest things that we can learn, that I mean, going on to a religious topic, is, is charity, the, the true love of Christ. I know this is kind of a, a weird way to go about it, but if we just would learn to just love and accept people more often, you don't have to necessarily accept these things that you quote-unquote call bad, but because people t- oftentimes tie so much to a behavior that they don't agree with, whether it's just personal taste and then tying it to a bad behavior or not, just because someone has different tastes from you doesn't make them a bad person. And I don't think people realize that they do that. I know I, I, I'm catching myself doing it more often. Yeah. Like I said, even just the, that example of where they had made this judgment call of the music that I was listening to, where I'm, I'm kind of becoming more aware of, okay, why, why, are they, why are they making that judgment call towards me? It's because of their experience with hip-hop. Like, so they have very little experience with it. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're probably not someone I'm going to ever sway on it, but... I don't, I don't get to make that judgment call just because I believe that their judgment is wrong. And, and trying to be as objective as, as possible, they probably are wrong, but that's not my call. I have to be the one that now 
um, reserves my judgment of I know what music they listen to. I think some of the music they listen to is lame. Do I think that it's evil or whatnot? No, but I shouldn't judge them because of their judgment towards me. And that's where, like I said, this gets even more complicated and more deep on this idea of judgment. And I kind of want to jump a little bit. We'll probably have a full episode where we talk about music. We kind of want to lay this as a foundation to talk about more other subjects. But you had kind of mentioned earlier before we record the podcast that some of your experience with judgment was um, towards non-members from members. Mm-hmm. Is, was that in Texas, or is that something you've experienced here? Or, I mean, I don't know if you have a particular story or something like that, but I kind of want to jump yeah, into that both. a little bit. Actually, both. Because um, I remember when I was working at Target in College Station years ago. Shout out to my Target family if you listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, this was right when I decided to join the church, and uh, this was around a time where... What year was it? That's what I'm trying to remember. Oh. <laughs> Maybe 2015? Okay. This was around the time when God's Not Dead was pretty big, uh, the movie, oh, okay. God's Not Dead. Yeah. And we were selling it, and the lady was looking for it, and we found it, and uh, I was working in electronics, and I was helping her find that movie where it was located in the store. And I picked it up, and we started kind of talking about the movie and just religious experiences. And when I mentioned I was part of the church, she like immediately walked away from me. Like so, I had to keep my professional, my professionality intact, and I just kept on by my day. So you know that's at least my experience in Texas, um, outside of personal family stories. But I won't get into it. Uh, when I came up here in Idaho, working in certain places and and just getting into different groups, you know, just trying to find my tribe, so to speak, just people to hang out with that's not necessarily a part of the church. Um, a few of them were surprised at the way that I act and said I didn't act like your typical quote-unquote Mormon, which I didn't quite understand what, what they meant by that. And a lot of the characteristics that they brought into in the store was, um, you know, kind of this holier-than-thou attitude. Um, I don't look down on people and things like that. And that that became a recurring theme and I didn't, I, I didn't understand why, you know, and I'm not saying that the people in this area that have status does that, but that, uh, that seems to be the demographic that's targeted because of this attitude. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in Rigby, Ryrie, Manan, Roberts, a lot of these different areas that, a lot of the people who have influence in this area are part of the church. You know, they are the ones that are a lot, a lot of them are business owners. And, um, I think that's where people kind of get the, um, I think that's where a lot of people get the, uh, their, their thoughts about members of the church. It's like, man, if these are the people that are, uh, bishops, at least their understanding of bishops or stake presidents, and this is how they act. Like, how is it that people around, you know, that are under them aren't acting like this? So that there's that assumption that we're all like that, but that's that's clearly not the case because I can show you hundreds of people that's not like that, and it's unfortunate that even when with judgmental with a judgmental attitude, that if you know, it's that one bad apple spoils the spoils the, the tree kind of thing yeah. where, oh, okay, if this person is like this, then the whole group associated is like this, and that's not the case. Yeah. But then again, even if it is somebody that's a business owner, we're all not business owners. Yeah. So we are not in that position to where maybe some of those hard decisions that they're making, uh, maybe we would do worse in that situation. I don't yeah. know. We're, we're not in, you know... You can play the hypothetical all you want, but that's not the case. Or we don't know that that's the case, right? Because I even found myself in that same position as a member, that there are certain members who own businesses or things like that, and I see and hear what they do, and it makes me question them. Like, why would you do something like that, believing what we believe? But... um. And it's, it's and it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow because it's like, how would I even approach this person about this? Do I have enough information or evidence to present to them what they're doing is terrible? And 
am I the right person for the job to tell them these things, which makes that situation that much more harder because now I'm starting to see what non-members are seeing and it's like, okay, how do we address this now? Like, where, how am I in the position spiritually and morally to be able to approach them with this, whatever the issue is or whatever our perspective of the issue is, right? And so it's, so for the those who are non-members who have spoken to me about some of these things, um, you know, I can the the best way that I can approach it is telling them the doctrine, and maybe giving you know a, a explanation of why they're doing what they're doing. But I think it all comes back to show that we're all human, right? That we all have our faults. We all have things that we're attracted to. We're we're all influenced by other people easily right and i think that at the end of the day um yeah it's, when it comes to making those judgment calls it, it is tough to maybe call somebody out on something or um bring into light what they're doing and figuring out why you know what factors influence their decision to get a better read on what's going on but it's it's tough man like it's it, it's and it's hard to explain to those who aren't a part of the faith that are questioning those members, you know, especially if they hold high, uh, I guess, a, I hate to say a higher calling, but uh, I guess a calling with, with a lot of responsibility, let's go with that, are making these brash decisions or making decisions that don't appear to follow the doctrine. It's, it's kind of tough to, to defend or even expound upon it if I don't understand the situation in its entirety. Yeah. And I think one, this is more of a perspective. I don't want to say I'm not, a, I'm not defending their behavior. It's more I'm giving light as to why they are behaving this way and they just presented it poorly. Right. As to why if someone is coming across as holier than thou or coming across judgmental, is we have a, a, a series of articles, the Articles of Faith that Joseph Smith wrote at the very beginning, kind of a, a foundation of kind of a, a reader's digest of everything we believe yeah. on most foundational level. In the very end, the 13th article of faith, faith says, we believe in being honest, true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all men. Indeed, we say we follow the admonition of Paul. We believe all things. We hope all things. We've endured many things and hope to be able to endure all things. And here's kind of the ending part. If there's anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report, or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. And so kind of this, uh, from a cultural perspective on why we um, in a sense try to avoid certain material, avoid certain media, and unfortunately in a way avoid certain people is sometimes it may even be kind of their personality. I know for me um, if I had a there are certain people within the music community that I love and adore but I, I will never hang around, not because I think poorly of them it's because their lifestyle choices are not ones that are ones that make sense for me. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are very much into drinking, very much into drugs, or very they'll they'll join protests and stuff that I just it's not that I don't agree with the protests, I just don't want to be spending my time with that. And so where we're spending our time because of where it may come across as of being judgmental, thinking that's lower than us, it's this we sometimes there's even a weakness within us that we, we know, okay, I can't be within this situation or me, myself, personally, with just my relationships, not necessarily the person, more the circumstances. So by product, it may seem like that person is kind of the, the thing that we're judging or looking down on, but it's just we, we know we can't be in that situation for right. our own personal progress towards becoming closer, um, our journey back to Heavenly Father. And so that's kind of a, a I wish I would have thought of this earlier, as, as a better foundation of why, um, explaining this behavior, of right. why people come across judgmental. I'm not condoning judgment, and like I said, we know very much that judgment is bad. We need to always go with an, a, a place of love and a place of empathy. But it is difficult when we're trying to, in our own personal journey, we know our weaknesses, we know our shortcomings, we know where we don't want to be spending our time. It can come across if we don't deliver that correctly. And it's hard to deliver ourselves perfectly and well in every aspect of life right. because we're our people. But I'm hoping, I like I said, I wish I would have brought that up earlier, and I hope that you got far enough to, to hear that idea, because that, that's one of the ultimate goals of this, is helping people understand why this behavior, whether it's good or bad, where it comes from. 
why that behavior exists because we we don't believe in being judgmental in in the mainstream way we believe in in using righteous judgment and a lot of that comes down to to our circle of influence and i don't believe we should cast judgment on people we don't understand mm-hmm. i be, i believe that to some degree we need to be careful and cautious with how we do it cuz here's an example of of poor where this person probably thought they were being righteous judgment and they were very much in the wrong in my opinion um there was a one of the reasons this uh girl who bled she came out as gay i don't really know the story of what she was but it was to one of her best friends and she just she needed to get off her chest and it's it's something that those people struggle with it's a, that's a very hard struggle i don't understand and i hope and i try to understand more and more but she came out to her friend at church and her her friend has never seen her since she she left her and i don't know if it was the friend i don't like i don't know the full circumstances the friend did not do good behavior in regards to what we're doing but that friend may have been didn't know how to handle the situation whatever it may be i'm not going to fully justify their actions but where they're coming from what they're thinking about i don't know and it's hard for me to even cast judgment on a person who in my opinion made a mistake yeah because that person was in a very vulnerable and she's in a very hard position as someone within the church to have one of her best friends just not talk to her not accept her for accept her situation and be there for her that's rough yeah for anyone in any circumstance anyone who's going through any addiction who's going through any different problem whatever it may be whether it's your control or out of your control um we need to be careful with things like this well we do need to make sure that we are seeking after good things those things are virtuous lovely or good report sometimes people who are in their spiritual journey, lower on the totem pole. I hate to use that expression, because, but it, we're, who are near, near the beginning of their journey. There's a better way of putting it. <laughs> um, where they, they're seeking after these things. Yeah. And they may be in a lesser position, and so we need to be aware of those positions as members of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, that we need to be careful with our judgment. So and what you're saying, <laughs> so what you're saying is, if there's a bishop up here being a, Wicked hooligan. We should just run up on them and let them know what's up there. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got that relationship, Maurice, you do it. Oh my God. Man, I've had more camera problems this time. Nah, it's all right. That's why I wasn't worried about talking. No, you might want to look at the time just in case. Have an idea of where to pause is at. It was a good, healthy conversation, though. Starving right now, man. Yeah. Definitely, definitely order from Los Albertos. Enjoy some of that stoner food. Cool. Anyways, so yeah. Man, that was a good, nice little joke we could have played off of. I, camera had to ruin it. I don't even know how long it was going to <laughs> Yeah, man, be, and it, it's just so, it, it is tough to make judgment calls, and they're, they're never really easy, yeah. especially depending on the severity of what you're judging somebody off of, and especially if it's something that's deep doctrine, that's mm, yeah. more, I hate to use that can be debated, but it's unsure where the decision falls like where where it falls in line at, um, because it's and and this is why I appreciate I have I appreciate that I have friends that are willing to just sit down and talk to me about certain things that either troubles them or they feel is not right about what if it's something I'm doing or something that they're doing you know they don't have the the pause to just not talk about it and that helps me with being more open. Because it's, it's easy for 
it's it's just as easy for me to speak into this mic about these situations as talking to you off of these microphones as it is to stand up in church and talk about these things. Like, I don't have that issue. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. I am what I am. Like, yep. if I'm right, if I'm wrong, that's just what it is. If I'm right, I keep doing it. <laughs> if it's wrong, I'll, I'll address it, you yep. know, to the best of my abilities. But when it comes to... But when it comes to judging, it it is tough to um, to have to just just the confrontational part of it. Yeah. I think is tough for some people. There are some people that are just you know uh, have this fortright righteousness where they're okay with just banishing evil, so to speak. Um, and then there are some people that know that something is morally wrong, but don't know how to address it because of the consequences that could happen for them calling somebody out. And that's that's a tough call to make. That's mm-hmm. there's always the I think it's a great way to look at it. Um, obviously, it's hard to compare ourselves with Christ, but we know He is our example. And we mm. should follow His example. And I do think it's interesting when we refuse to put ourselves in some situations. Like I said, this is a case by case situation. If you know you have problems or it wouldn't be good, like I said, I I don't. I will never fully understand every situation because every situation is different. Right. But being, refusing to associate with in any way people who are, who don't align themselves with us, whether it's they're beer drinkers or they're gay or whatever, whatever their um, thing may be that is contradictory to our belief system, look at who Christ hung out with. You look at the, he hung out with. As one of my favorite rappers said, you can find Christ where the lepers and the lames at. There you go. There we go. Little hip hop history for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like he was. I mean, there was obviously some cultural things that were differently. The the fact that they would look lesser upon people who are sick, or obviously that's a a societal thing that we will never understand, and because we're not in that time now, two thousand years ago. But it, it's just that it's that same idea. If simply because they are a certain way, especially if it's a fine environment. Like, why would why would you not associate with them? Or like that this example of this girl who had her friend banish her out of her life completely. Why? I said I don't fully understand the situation. Again, me trying to do better about my judgment. Um, but that friend needed her at the time, and Christ would have been there for her. Again, it's hard to like fully compare ourselves to Christ. Indeed. But we do know He's the example, and that's. It's ex- like the the phrase of what would Jesus do is such an important thing to keep in mind because what would he do? He would be there for them. He would love them unconditionally. Yeah. And even then Christ who was, I kind of think of the example where he, uh, um, the lady who was, who was caught breaking the law of chastity mm. and he who was without sin casts the first stone type idea. Yeah. And he still says at the end that like said he, he loved her, and he, he made sure that she wasn't executed in this awful way. But he does say to her, go and sin no more. He still was doing his duty as as Christ, and as us as our examples of we still need to love those. And if they're not going to change, they're not going to change. And, 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 if we, and if it's bad for our situation to be in that relationship, that's a case-by-case situation. But the only way is kind of going into more of our belief system. We do believe that we need to bring people to Christ. If we cast people away, how can we ever bring them to Christ if we cast them away? Right. We can't. And I said, that's, it's hard. It's, it's easy to say that outside of every circumstance because every circumstance is different. But if we, if we cast so much judgment and to, to think that what they're doing is so appalling that makes them an appalling human being, are we not all beggars? Are we not all do we not have our own problems to, to think about all the problems if we I mean I, I look at myself and kind of think of all the problems I have that if if all of my skeletons were out in the open and I was judged for that that would be really frustrating really hard for me to, to get past those skeletons and to be judged for that just because my just because I sin differently than another person doesn't make me better than them and that's where righteous judgment mm-hmm. does I I can see why someone would think that they're in the right but the fact that if you are holier than thou, you are now putting yourself above that person. And we that is not okay with right. how God sees people. He says it's all as equals, all of us. From the lowest of lows to, to President Nelson. 
He sees us all as equals, which is nuts to think about when you think of some people. <laughs> when you think of like, when you think of like people who are like legitimately kind of awful people, the fact that he still looks at us all as equals is crazy. And that's where, I mean, that's why we're trying to obtain that, and hopefully right. we've. We've, hopefully we've we've softened some hearts to kind of look at people a little <laughs> differently. Um, probably a little more of a heavy subject than they thought we would intend to be. We were hoping to be a little, laugh a little bit more, but I don't know. This is not a laughing subject. <laughs> Indeed, and I judge you for that. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt idea, and I judge you for that. <laughs> Uh, that, that's just what it is, man. I think that <laughs> I think that what you said just now, um, in terms of just seeing everyone as equal, I think I, that's the true goal, man. And I think that's part of the reason um, where a lot of my happiness comes from is seeing everybody as brothers and sisters to an extent, and treating them as such. And I don't run into much opposition, um, and. It's it's not that, you know, I'm a people pleaser kind of person as much as I just try to make people laugh and make people smile around me and uh because that I I legitimately feel that that's something that's contagious, that if you can just get people laughing they they'll be able to joke with you because we got a lot to deal with in the world as it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not, you know, the the room to there, there's already enough problems to where people are frustrated all the time and, um, you know, just mad or sad or, you know, feeling worthless or whatever the case may be. And, you know, just cracking a smile could just change that whole mentality instantly. You know, it, it has that, that power to just kill that level of despair at times. And I think that that's the – I think that's part of what the man upstairs is trying to get us to see. You know, is that we're treating people with fairness and kindness, and uh, to the best of our ability. Because even if you harbor that judgmental hatred for somebody, or even just uh, dislike or distrust, that it it sticks with you, and that's something that you'll have to work with getting rid of. You know, you don't really hear people trying to get rid of their happiness, so to speak, right? Yeah. But when it comes to that level of despair and frustration, and um just that awful feeling, you know, that's, that's something that you have to work towards getting off. And it's, in some cases it's not easy. And, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's what it's all about. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer judge you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think that's a good, good place to, to end things for now. Um, hopefully this was enlightening. Hopefully you got a little bit of understanding of that we're we're not all judgmental. We at least we try not to be. I think I think a lot of it is that it's just kind of a human nature thing, and that's kind of a a whole kind of idea behind our belief system is we we believe we need to cast off the natural man. We believe that these natural desires um, oftentimes can lead us to to do things that are not pleasing in really any situation, but they're not pleasing to our, our Heavenly Father in the way that we believe. And so that we're all trying to go through this, and uh, if you've ever been judged, I'm sorry for that situation, but I, I hope that if you did listen all the way to the end, first off, thank you for that. Much appreciated. Indeed. Um, but I hope you got a little bit of understanding as to where this behavior comes from, and hopefully that if you are a member of the faith that you kind of think about when you do cast judgment, on what your intentions are, where it's coming from. Dude, you were good at summarizing, man. <laughs> this is why from the from this podcast on, it'll be him. His last voice you will hear. Awesome. He will be the last voice you hear. <laughs> Unless I ended it right there. <laughs> well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribe, follow whatever that button is on that program software, whatever the word, app. Whatever platform. The platform, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> You're welcome for your charge. <laughs> <laughs> to go ahead and, and if you found this insightful and you feel like someone else can, can gain from it, 
I, I would like to think that I at least have an ounce of wisdom that you can gain from. <laughs> an ounce. That's all I, that's all I ask for. Um, I hope there's some benefit in our conversation and asking each other questions that, that there's some benefit. We hope you share it with someone. We hope that if you want some more, we're going to try to share some of this in bite-sized pieces. So it's not necessarily a whole hour of us talking that you have to share. Hopefully we can get some little clips and quotes and all that all that goody goodness that podcasts do that you can kind of share with your friends. And, and again, thanks for listening to the end. It means a lot. Likewise. So I think that's it. So we'll talk to you next time. Indeed. So if you've gone to the end of the episode, know that we are our own people. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is not endorsing this. They're not, at all. They're not giving us a paycheck to at all to say this, and kind of intentional. Um, we want it to be a little more educational for those who aren't familiar with the faith, and more thought provoking for those who are a part of the faith. Yeah. That we're covering topics um, that culturally not being spoken of by members. Yeah, that I think that should be. You know, they, they should be more uh, open to speak about whether if it be just in daily conversation or even uh, during a during a lesson. Yeah. You know, I think there are some things that, that, that should be spoken more of that aren't quite clear to your typical churchgoer. And we hope also that the, the nature of it just makes it a little more approachable if you have kind of had questions or you've seen different things and you're like, maybe I do want to learn a bit, learn a little bit more about this. Obviously, if whatever we talked about in this episode, you want to learn more for what the actual church, what our church believes, churchofjesuschrist.org is the website. Go there. That's, I mean, that's really <laughs> where if you really want to like fully understand, but if you're just kind of curious, this is, this is why we're doing this. Um, but yeah, know that we're not, I mean, yes, we're members and representing in that way, but we are not representing the church on official business. It's our own view, and we don't yeah. want the Mormon mafia to come and <laughs> take us because they got our information, and we can't run that for ourselves.